Burger. I barely know her. The only birding podcast where both hosts will be eating Jess's homemade latkes tomorrow evening. I'm your host, Dewey Cassidy, along with my co-host. Jessica Cristiano. It's Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah. Folks are saying it. People are, people are screaming it from the rooftops. It's Hanukkah o'clock. Have you been lighting a menorah every night? I have. I'm a good Jew. Do you like singing stuff when you're alone or just when... I say it under my... I say it quietly okay. to myself. Because it's not... It's not really singing, right? It's just like when you say Hebrew, you like say it with a singing tone, or uh, no, it's it's a prayer, and I think okay. to to help kids say it, they probably sing it. Okay, that's how I learned it. But like if sure. you if I was reading it from the Torah, which I can't, um, you could say it differently. I think I am basing most of my knowledge on bar and bat mitzvahs from TV shows. You think Hanukkah is all about like you get lifted in the chair eight nights a week? <laughs> I meant specifically about like the speaking of Hebrew ceremonially. Like I thought it was more like sing songy. It's got a cadence for sure. Yeah. Are you still using the same candles you bought like five years ago? Are they still going strong or I don't understand the question. Like do you have to like buy new candles every year? Do they last? No. <laughs> I was curious. The thing about candles is they melt. Yeah, but I wasn't sure like if you keep them lit all night or like what the deal is. Yeah, okay, this is a teachable moment. Um, <laughs> the candles that we use are basically birthday candles. They melt within 30 minutes, an hour. Oh, okay. They're not really... Sure. Ironically, they don't burn very long. Well, that's the opposite of the story. Wow. It is the opposite of the story, yeah. Have you ever thought about using trick candles? That would be really funny. Yeah. And then it's I have my own Hanukkah miracle. <laughs> uh, in sad news... Shohei Otani has signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I am devastated, as Jess knows. That's all I've been talking That's about tough. to her for, for weeks. Yeah, pretty much. And it'll be fine. We're all going to be okay. Except for me. What's his deal? What's What do you like about him? Well, he's a very good hitter and a very good pitcher, which has not ever happened. Oh, that's right. That's what you told yeah. me. I, Jess is recalling a scenario where I basically yelled facts about Shohei Otani in a car that she couldn't get out of. I yell facts at you about bread. And that's why we work. You're the bread co-host, I'm the baseball co-host. You guys all know you can make your own crackers? <laughs> I just found out recently. Yeah, which is great because you've been hoarding cheese. And I know now I have crackers, I have to eat the cheese. So I had to <laughs> Okay, because you weren't just going to eat it before. It is Hanukkah. Now Hanukkah, as we know, is a nighttime holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Celebrate at sundown every night. Yeah. So it's sundown every night. And what a coincidence. This week we're going to be doing a deep dive on some nocturnal birds. Whoa. What luck. Today we're going to be doing a deep... Or sorry. Tonight. Ooh. It's nighttime. Uh, <laughs> Jess, I, I told you before when you move your mic, there's a rustling noise. <laughs> Jess is going to shoot so me. So funny. He's so funny. For the listeners, okay. just dropped her mic and sort of reacted like someone in an infomercial. Anyway, so we're here tonight to talk about night jars. Like owls, night jars are nocturnal animals, meaning they, for the most part, only come out after sundown and before sunrise. And they look creepy as hell. I actually can't think of another bird that comes out at night besides owls. There's not a ton. Uh, we talked a little bit before about how some birds in the cities come out more at nighttime so they can be heard better. Cassin's kingbirds will sing at nighttime sometimes, which confuses other birds. Let me know when you get this chat. This is the great-eared night jar from Africa. Mmm, that's like a scary kestrel. 
yeah, night jars in general are pretty cool looking. So, for the most part, these guys are nest on the ground, which means that it's advantageous for them to have the same coloring as a pile of leaves. So, they're little birds with these, like, sort of, like, tiny goblin-like heads, like these little round heads with their pointed beaks and their gigantic eyes, which I would imagine help them see at nighttime. And then their whole body is colored sort of like a loose pile of leaves for that camouflage. If you've never seen one before, I highly recommend Googling one, but they'll also be up on our Instagram for you to check out. So, what's fun about night jars is, um... They have a couple nicknames, one of which is Goat Suckers. Oh. So they're called Goat Suckers because there is an old myth in um, South and Central America that they would suck the milk from goats in the night. The Latin for Goat Sucker is Caprimulgus, which is gross. The, fatness, the family is called Caprimulgidae, and that comes from the Latin for Goat Milk Drinker, or Sucker, whatever the fuck. They also have another nickname, which Jess is going to hate. It's called Bug Eater. Like that they eat the bugs. I feel like a few months ago there was like some weird discourse that kept popping up on my feeds that was like people like weren't thinking bugs were animals. Bugs. Well, technically, bugs doesn't. Bugs aren't. Bugs is a construct. Insects. Do you think a bug is an animal though? Yeah, no, bugs are hundred percent animals. But okay, so I guess my lead up wasn't very good. But people were saying like bugs aren't really animals; they're bugs. And I'm like, well, bugs are animals. That's yeah, no, they're animals. <laughs> we agree yeah for once um but anyway so for a while the nickname for the state of nebraska was the bug eater state and people from nebraska were called bug eaters ew because of the night hawk or night That's jar not right yeah so can you imagine <laughs> like there's no way that bug eaters like a positive nickname like oh look at all these bug eaters out here that's never good now it's the cornhusker state uh, well, speaking of, the Nebraska Cornhuskers college like teams were briefly called the Bug Eaters for a while before they were the Cornhuskers. It's, it's, they just keep getting hit while they're down. Yeah. Um, I did a report on Nebraska in like third grade. Wow. Yeah, I picked last. <laughs> I'm surprised that like Alabama, Arkansas, how'd those go before Nebraska? I think it might have been out of a hat or something. Oh, okay. State flower is a goldenrod. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> had to do it to them. I, in fifth grade, I did reports on, they had to give us two states. So I did Alaska and New Jersey. Those are some good states. Yeah, it's like doing a report on like a beautiful diamond and like a little broken rock. Yeah. Sorry to all of our New Jersey listeners. We value you. Anyway, back to the night jars. So night jars, you know, they're sometimes called um, goat suckers, bug eaters, but a lot of them in North America and South America are referred to as night hawks, which is a bit of a misnomer because they're not hawks. We're going to cover a few species of night jars. The first one actually you might have heard before. This one is the whippoorwill. This sounds familiar. Yeah, it's in a lot of country songs. I feel like it was in a book or something at one point. Well, they're super common in literature, so um, especially in the East yeah, Coast. Yeah, like a stuff. book. Yeah, they talk about them in books all the time. Oh, fuck off. I was going somewhere with that. No, you were trying to school me. I was elaborating on your point. Oy, oy, oy. You're you such an me. academic. You come for the bull, you're going to get the horns. It's not the saying. You come for the bull, you get the horns. You mess with. You mess with the bull, stay out of the kitchen. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, with what? Your fucking mic you can't stop rattling? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so we're talking about the eastern whippoorwill. So for a while, the whippoorwill was considered one species all across America, or um, the United States and Mexico. But recently, in 2010, it was split into two species. So the eastern whippoorwill, which is one that you're hearing about in, like, books and country songs and shit, and then the Mexican whippoorwill. 
this is another one that's named after the, the song it makes. So somebody listened to the Whippoorwill song, and it's like, it sounds like he's saying Whippoorwill. We're going to cover a couple of these guys that have multiple dashes in their name. The next one's a big dash one, too. So it's literally whip-per-will, and the per is P-O-O-R. Not to bring up Hanukkah again, but one of the coolest things about Jewish culture is the fact that for the high holidays and, you know, the calendar and stuff is that it revolves on a lunar calendar, which I think is interesting, as opposed to the solar calendar that a lot of Western cultures do. So, you know who else operates on a lunar cycle? These guys. Yeah, whippoorwills. So, whippoorwills will purposely lay their eggs in phase with the lunar cycle so that their eggs hatch 10 days before the full moon. And the reason that they do that is because these guys hunt primarily at night, but it's hard to see their prey at night. They hunt the most actively at sundown and sunrise because there's still a little bit of light in the sky. But when there's a full moon, they can hunt throughout the entire night. They lay their eggs 10 days ahead of the, uh, or they lay their eggs so they hatch 10 days ahead of the full moon. And then the adults can go out and forage the whole night and bring back a bunch of bugs for their babies. Like vampires. They are like vampires. They can read thoughts. They glow. They can punch cars or whatever Edward does in that part. Do you think he glows? Isn't the whole thing that they sparkle? Yeah, that's not glowing. It's like a form of glowing. Mm, it's like glowing's no, cousin. Not. What's cool about the Whippoorwill, I talked about how they hunt at nighttime, and specifically they love full moons because they can hunt all night with that light. So, scientists have done studies, and the eastern Whippoorwill, it looks like for the most part, they locate insects by seeing the bug's silhouette against the sky. So rather than like getting like a full look at them, they see that silhouette and they know they can go in for the kill. Um, so they are nocturnal birds that spend a lot of time hunting at night, and a, a lot of the reason that they're probably able to do that is because they have a special reflective structure that's built behind the retina. It helps them see in low light conditions. These guys, they're big bug hunters. They have very large mouths. So they have mouths that like can stretch pretty open wide and they can swallow bugs as big as two inches long whole. How big are they? Uh, they're like between like a crow and a sparrow. They're like a decently sized. They're like, they're like a medium sized bird. So two inches is like a lot of real estate, no? Yeah. We talked before about how their coloring is likely so that they can camouflage themselves against those leaves that they hang out in. So these guys do uh, make their nests in those piles of leaves. And in fact, they don't actually make a nest. They will just find a nice looking pile of leaves and lay their eggs right on it. That's the life. And because of that um, camouflage, they can't even really be seen by predators. They just look like they're piles of leaves. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. That's very Hunger Games. Oh, well, these guys used to be cake bakers, so they're really good at hiding in leaves. That's exactly like the Hunger Games. Yeah. What are the odds? Very, I, that was 100% a guess. I had no idea. Was it uh, Petrie? What's his name? Petey? Pita. Right. That's how I imagine. I feel like you're faking it. At this that point. one I was faking. I knew it was Pita. Put some respect on his name, you know? <laughs> I really think you would like The Hunger Games. I'll watch him at some point. We'll do, if we get a it's Patreon. Like every, everything I tell you you're going to like, you like. Yeah. I think you would enjoy it. I don't think it's like your it's gonna be your favorite movie of all time, but it's like a it's a fun watch. It looks really boring. How can you say that? Because I watched a hundred games and it was really boring. You watched the worst one. Yeah, and you can see why I don't want to watch more. Why would the third one stand alone? It doesn't make it's a trilogy. I don't know. I was brought there by my friends. I didn't want to watch. I think one of our friends' girlfriends wanted to watch it. Too you have to ago. watch the first two to understand the third one. Okay. It's all about, like, re revolution and standing up to the man. I don't like the names in it. I think the names are kind of dumb. 
to talk to you when you're like this? <laughs> when you say when I'm like this, do you mean when I disagree with you? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's based on, you're disagreeing based on nothing. <laughs> what does that mean? What's wrong with the names? One's like a flower. One is Gail, which is a normal name. Yeah, but like Katniss, Hamish, Pita. Hamish is... Wait. Yeah, that's his first name. So what? Also, Katniss sounds too much... Your name's Dewey. What? (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Here's my my one last note. Which you're going to rake me over the coals for. Katniss kind of sounds like Katniss. (sighs) <sighs> yeah obviously <laughs> they did it on purpose no but in the book there's a there's like an ongoing thing where her nickname is catnip oh that's cute okay maybe i'll watch it i hate you <laughs> i can't stand you we talked about how before they were super common like books and stuff so there was a, a lot of the reason for that is there's an ongoing myth in new england because again these are nighttime birds so it's spooky when you're out in the forest and you hear the dang whippoorwill singing. So they're associated with spookiness. And so there was an old myth in New England that the song of a whippoorwill, they were singing because they can hear dead souls departing. And if they sang in time, they could catch them. That's spooky. Yeah, it is pretty spooky. So it should be noted that um, there are also a lot of early Native American um, folk myths about whippoorwills being a death omen too. So a lot of that might just be um, appropriated, which is a bummer. But... One of my favorite H.P. Lovecraft stories, the uh, Dunwich Horror, talks about this. When a character dies and his weird son is like, the Book of Wills didn't get him. He got out. But, you know. It's going to drive me crazy what I think Book of Wills are in. It's in, well, there's that one song that's like, I love you deeper than the holler. No? It's not that. It's, like, an Emily, it's an Emily Dickinson. If you if you look at Whipper Will on Wikipedia, it lists all the shit that they're in. If you want the easy way out. And so here's my last thing on the whippoorwills, uh, the eastern whippoorwill, is that so um, they're slowly declining. They're in decline in the United States because of um, a multitude of reasons. Scientists aren't totally sure why a lot of it could be loss of habitat. It could be climate change related. But you can do your part to help if you live on the east coast. Anybody can report a sighting um, of a night jar to the Night Jar Survey Network. So just Google Night Jar Survey Network if you're in the East Coast. And if you go out and you see a night jar, you know, your common whooper wills, you can report them and help scientists track their numbers and try to figure out why they're in decline. Any final thoughts on the Eastern whooper will, Jess? Oh, he's pretty cute. These guys are, they're like scary cute. They're like objectively cute because of their tiny head and their big eyes, but they kind of look like monsters, especially if you Google whooper will mouth open. So this next one, and I think this name's gonna annoy you, Chuck's Will's Widow. Chuck's or Chuck Wills. Chuck like Wills Ruth's Widow. Dress? So it's Chuck dash Wills dash Widow. <laughs> These guys are very cool looking. They look like little frogs. They do look like little frogs. Especially when they got that mouth open. Or toads. So for listeners, they look like the night jar you've seen before, but they're really smushed up. They kind of look like <laughs> the angry, greedy boss in a lot of cartoons. Who do you think has seen a, a, a jar before? I mentioned night it at jar. the top of the episode. I described how they looked, and I said we'll post it on the Instagram. Okay. You have no faith You sounded me. like, you know how you used to think a pigeon. <laughs> you know how every store you walk by, there's a bunch of uh, Chuck Will's widows eating bird seed out there, shitting all over your car. But yeah, so Chuck Chuck Will's widow is just like the whooper will, and that is another automata for the bird song. 
So somebody was like, his song sounds like he's saying Chuck Will's Widow. There's no way it sounds like that. Well, there's also alternates. Here are the alternate names for the song. Chuck What's Widow, with Chuck What's being one word, or Chip Fell Out of a Oak. I can hear the Will's Widow a little bit. Okay, but also like Ambulance Bird. <laughs> Just we're not renaming birds. This is not that segment. Also, I don't think they had ambulances in 1748. That's like, whatever. I can't. <laughs> but they had a guy named Chuck. Well, I think they had the word Chuck, like woodchucks, throwing chucks. I don't know. But Chuck Will, that's a guy. Okay, sure. And his wife's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. That's just like the most insane combination of words to like describe what a bird is. It's like, <laughs> is it just me or is that guy saying Chuck Will's widow? That guy was paranoid. I think just with this Chuck podcast. Was, okay. Chuck was having delusions. <laughs> I don't think he named, I don't think a guy named Chuck named the bird. I can't imagine somebody else did. I just, we've established on this podcast that men are bad at recognizing color and recognizing sound. It's embarrassing. All you, all you folks out there who aren't men, you should be the Someone ones naming birds. So. Ignatius Johann Friedrich Junon. I don't know how to say that. Goat sucker of Carolina. <laughs> Listeners just is shaking her head. Chuck what's widow. Chuck what's widow. No, it does. <laughs> fell out of an oak. Chip fell out of an oak. Out of an oak. Eat small birds and bats, smalling them whole. Yeah. Sorry, I'm doing your your job. No, that's helpful. So swallowing a bat whole. Sorry, yeah. Was I too mean to the bird? You weren't too mean to the bird. You cannot. I appreciate have, you, you bringing it up, but I think I think you, we have a serious problem with <laughs> men in this country and naming things in the most backwards way you can imagine. Just write to the Audubon Society. Tell them we got to redo all the men men named ones. With better Everything sounds. that's named after had the sound it makes yeah has to be redone yeah no more kill deers <laughs> sorry kill deers no, no more chuck out the window or whatever <laughs> not chuck out the window but there's one about falling out of an oak that's what you that's what, I, that's what you want to do to me on road trips yeah so speaking of eating small birds and bats whole part of what helps them get prey in their mouths and sense prey ahead of time is they have these long stiff feathers in their mouth called rictal bristles and so those help them sense where prey is coming from and, like, sort of get it into the mouth. Disgusting. Listeners just as upset. That's gross. <laughs> I don't know. But it feathers helps get... in their mouth? Yeah. I don't want anything pokey in my mouth. Well, I imagine it's not poking their cheeks and stuff. I think, I'm sure it's built in a way that's not, like, bad for them. I'm sure, but I don't like the idea of it at all. Yeah. Well, don't know what to tell you. These guys are kind of spooky. They spend a lot of time hanging out on the side of the road at night, and their eyes glow in the dark, so they look like little beasts as you drive by with orange glows coming up the back of you on the freeway. I wonder if that's what they think the Mothman is. I was going to bring up the Mothman to you because oh. of that. That feels so Mothman-y, right? Yeah. I mean, they're not that big, though, so it probably is like we think the owl, but... Well, it's probably like, you know, in, um, Beauty no, in Sleeping Beauty, when the owl wears... <laughs> sure it's probably like that yeah so it's a chuck will's widow that has found some sort of uh trench coat in the woods and uh, he and a bunch of squirrels are fucking with travelers that'd be really funny 
be something to consider. That's actually, maybe we should write that down. All right, we're going to cut this in the podcast so that we can make it in the next billion dollar movie. Yeah. I say billion, not million. I think it's like the Tim Burton take on Sleeping Beauty. Oh, that'd be fun. With Helena yeah, Bonham Carter. Tim Burton. No, without either of them. Does he still work with Helena Bonham Carter now that they're divorced? I don't think so. Wow. But maybe. Well, America has lost. So before we wrap with the Chuck Will's Widow, which of the three names do you like best, Jess? Between Chuck's Will's Widow, uh, sorry, Chuck Will's Widow, Chuck What's Widow, and Chip Fell Out of an Oak. Chip Fell Out of an Oak. It's the cutest. Except I don't like that it's not Anne. Yeah. But that's how they talk in Appalachia. Or the Carolinas. I don't know where that comes from. It's like, it, it hurts to say, out of the oak. Yeah. I need something in the middle to help me bridge the gap. That's why we need Jimmy World. That's what the song was about. Just take some time. Chuck Will's widow in the middle of the ride. I used to think that song said something, something apple pie. <laughs> and I was positive that's what it said. And then I learned the actual lyric and ever I can't, I can't hear apple pie again. What part was apple pie? No matter how hard I try. Yeah. It just takes some time, little girl, in the middle of the ride. I thought it, instead of of the ride, it was apple pie. That's that's cuter though. They didn't change. But it. I didn't know the rest of the lyrics before that, so to me, it made sense. One last thing about Chuck Will's widow that I forgot to mention is that the males are super territorial. So all birds chase off other birds in their territory. That's a common thing. But these guys are so <laughs> territorial that they'll chase up, like males will chase each other for up to a quarter mile before they stop. So. Don't fuck with these guys. They are annoying. So moving on, next we're going to talk about the common Nighthawk. So these guys are a lot of fun. So these guys are known for their booming display. So what's, what their booming display is, is basically they in general have super erratic flight movement. So they'll fly super fast, super hard, in random directions. But when they're courting, when they're trying to get a mate, they'll do this boom display where they fly up incredibly high and then dive down as hard as possible, and their feathers make like a booming noise. There's like this um, sort of like whoosh, or like a deep boom, like like a race car almost, like that. And these sort of dives are done for three reasons. The first one I already mentioned is to get females horny, so the idea is that females want to mate with them because they're like, look at how fast he goes, he's like a race car. And then mm -hmm. the other two are to scare off um, predators or people. That booming stuff has I've given them the nickname the bull bat. So we talked about how the Whippoorwill, the Chuck Will's Widow, those both come from the way that their calls sound. This one's call is described as a peent. That's cute. Yeah. What do you think about these guys, Jess, aside from tiny? I mean, that's what they are. Yeah. They're kind of like, they are night. They are night and they are hawk. They look hawky, yeah. They're not They're not even remotely related to them. But, uh... And they look very, like... Like, it's Twilight. Not the movie, but, like, <laughs> the time. They look like it's Twilight time. The stars are in the sky, you know? Yeah, well, when they're flying, they have a similar shape to, like, a swallow or a um, swift, almost. More of a swift than a swallow. But those wings are very, fa like, hawky, falcony. They have that, that sort of color, that shape. So I can see why they're called nighthawks. Of the, um, really, actually, most North American birds, they have the longest migration route. So they go super far to migrate and they're vagrants a lot of the times in Europe and uh, Africa. So they've been noted, or not Africa, I think just Europe. 
but they're a North American bird, but they've been seen in Iceland, Greenland, the Azores, the Faroe Islands by uh, in, in the Nordic countries, and even all as far as like England and stuff. So they go pretty fucking far. It's cool. I have sent you our final bird for the night. This is the common poor will, which poor will sounds like the plot of Stranger Things. This guy looks exactly like the other one. They all look very similar, but yeah, this guy looks a lot like the uh, Chuck's Will's Widow. Oh, I was thinking the Nighthawk. Oh, the common poor will. What's cool about these guys is that um, native tribes, like, um, we're pretty familiar with them. So the Ho- the Hopi name for the poor will is Kolchoko. I'm butchering that pronunciation. I'm not super familiar with Hopi culture or the language, so that's on me. Um, but it means the sleeping one. So the reason they're called that is that Perwills are the only bird that is known to go into torpor for extended periods. And by extended periods, I don't mean like a day. They will go into torpor for weeks and months. Jess, do you remember what torpor is? Is it like a step above hibernation? Step below hibernation. It's like low-key hibernation, yeah. So That's what I meant. Oh, sorry. Then yes, you were correct. Yeah, so um, with that, they just lower their body temperature and reduce oxygen consumption. That's the deal. So scientists did studies, and they lower their oxygen by 90% and their temperature down to 41 degrees. Uh, and so it's very close to hibernation when they do it this long, and they don't know any other birds that do it for this long. But it's really cool that the Hopi people were able to recognize that and catalog it. So it's cool they have that sort of advanced understanding of bird um, biology and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of this temperature stuff, these birds are pretty dang smart. So what they do is that they will nest on south-facing hills because they know that when the sun comes up, the sun will warm them. So they will warm them. They will set up there so that they will be warmed by the uh, sun's rays. During the heat of the day, they'll roost beneath like bushes and stuff um, to keep cool. So we talk about how birds deal with the heat. Usually, they like to piss on themselves. They like to pant, you know, like stuff like that. But we know birds can't sweat. Except the common poor will has the ability to release water through their skin, cooling themselves off, which no other bird really does, which is really interesting. So I'm trying to do some more research. It looks like it's not actually sweat. I think it literally is just water that they drink, but it's still very interesting. What is it when it comes out of us? What's sweat? Well, sweat is water and like uric acid and shit or urea, whatever. So I don't know what the mixture is that comes out of nitrous because they didn't say sweat. They specifically said water. So that sounds to me like it's a different biological process. Sure. Yeah. So I'll need to look into that more and then get back to you. Um, but I thought that was really interesting that these guys do two things that no birds, no other birds do is release water through their skin and then go into torpor for months at a time. So they're pretty cool. So you talked about the dentist earlier, how like, um, it would be weird if a, a bird went to the dentist and had those feathers sticking out and they had to clean it, whatever the fuck. So these guys have specialized claws similar to the great blue heron that they use to take care of their feathers. So they have these claws that are called pectinated pectinated claws so basically it's a it's a toenail that has like little comb-like serrations in it and they use that for straightening their feathers and stuff but mostly they also use it for their rictal bristles so the feathers in their mouths they use that to clean out the uh the little bits of food and stuff that get stuck into them which is pretty cool they're just girlies (laughs) that was the first thing i thought yeah when i looked at this gross frog-like bird i'm like what a girly that's the one. I mean, sounds like they're doing their hair. Yeah. Making it pretty, keeping their teeth clean. Yeah. That's a girly if I ever heard one. Okay, well, 
Get rid of your folks. These are officially girlies. Speaking of girlies, they bathe in dust like a chinchilla to get rid of, like, parasites and stuff. Yeah, they do. (laughs) I will say, your apartment's been much cleaner since you moved your dust bath into the closet. There's no longer just dust all over the place. Thank you for saying that. For listeners, before I finish that joke, when Jess heard your apartment's been cleaner, her face dropped. Yeah, because that would be really mean. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta let me finish before you react. That's why I talk so fast. Try to get it all out there. Sometimes I really, I I do believe I could do improv, and then you drop something like that on me, and I don't know where to go with it, so I could never actually do improv. I don't always know. Most of the time, I don't know where to go with it. I know, but I I don't even know how to react sometimes, so I'm like, okay. You know what? That's why you do rehearsals. Wait, you think I knew how to react when I was some nine fucking twenty year old at UCLA doing improv? I'm too old to learn. No, you're not. I also don't want to ever. So Jessica, you'd be so good. I'm always telling you this. I feel like one of our guests when I call you Jessica. You feel like what? I feel like a lot of our guests call you Jessica instead of Jess, even though I introduce you as Jess. Interesting. You don't. You don't feel that. I just, like, it goes in one year at the other. I don't really clock sure. it until, like, because I don't really care. Yeah. I think you and, and other people care more about care what people lot, call yeah. me than what I care about people call me, sure. which is really sweet, and I like that. That's what I like about the dress of it all. Oh. That's fun. Anyway, so, yeah, one last thing about poor Wills is that they drink on the wing. Like on the go? Mm-hmm. They just swoop down, grab some water, fly back up. Yep, just like swallows and swifts. Awesome. Any final thoughts on the common poor will? Doing a great job. <laughs> Keep it up. Common yeah. poor will. Awesome. Well, those are the birds that we wanted to cover today. So, Jess, of those four, did you have a favorite? I'm going to say the whippoorwill, just because I like the name. No, I like the girly. Sorry, I like the girly. Wow, your thoughts are mirroring mine. I thought it was going to be the whippoorwill going in just because they're in the songs. Like, we've heard about them in nature or, like, in, like, culture and so much. I think my favorite is the girly, the common poor will. So. Which one did we say was the Mothman? The Mothman was the Chuck Will's Widow, which you hate based on name alone. That guy. I think that name is poorly executed, to say the (laughs) least. And you want to execute the guy who named it. I want to execute Chuck. Really make his, give him a widow. For realsies. <laughs> Again, I don't think a guy named Chuck named it. I Then it was named for Chuck. I just, there's no <laughs> way somebody thought that a bird was saying that. Do you think it was named for NBC's Chuck? Who? Remember, do you ever watch Chuck on NBC? Oh, yes I did. Yeah. I never did, but it was always on after the shows I watched. I did, I did watch it and I did like it. Wow. You love a procedural starring uh, hot guy. His whole thing was that he wasn't hot. Oh, I don't know. I think I he became hot. hot because, like, it was a funny show. But um, yeah. my boyfriend at the time liked it, so I watched it, and I did like it. But now Zachary mm-hmm. Levi's kind of a weirdo. Oh, right. He's the, he, he won that anti-vax rant, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now I can never rewatch it. Yeah. It was really good. It was pretty good, though. Yeah. If I recall. He's kind of like you. What does that mean? He works at Best Buy. Oh, he works at Best Buy? Yeah. Yeah. He's on the Geek Squad. Wow. I'm not on the Geek Squad. So, he's better than me. (laughs) You heard it it here first, folks. I'm worse than Chuck. That was our deep dive for today. So, Jess, before we wrap, 
I have a little activity for us. I have with me a list of 20 Pokemon, and you are going to guess their names. Okay. <laughs> what? I guess I'm going to get them this time for sure. I think you are. And it might be 19. Yeah. I'm bad at math. It's numbers 21 through 40. Is that 20 or 19? Don't know. Okay. 20? Is All it right. counting 19? Is That's what confuses 19? me is if we count 19 or not. I don't know. Our listeners are screaming into their phones. Here is our first bird. Oh, spoilers. This one is a bird Pokemon. I won't look. I won't look. We can look. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to look? Okay. You're supposed to look, yeah. I just... I thought it was a spoiler. I spoiled spoiler. that. Oh, I was going to announce that it's a bird Pokemon, which I thought was interesting. But the screen is taking forever to share. Uh, there it goes. Didn't we do this one last time? Nope. Different bird Pokemon. You were thinking uh. of Pidgey, Pidgeotto, and Pidgeot. Yeah, I thought it was that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pid, Pidgey, Hawk. This one's probably like... It's probably not a hawk because that's too obvious. Mm-hmm. But I really want to say hawk. Hockeyo. It's called. It's called what? Say hockeyo. Well, pid, what is it? Pidgeo, pigeon, pigeono. It's Pidgey, Pidgeotto, and Pidgeot. Pidgeot. Pid. Say the first one again. Pidgey. Pidgey. Pidgeotto. It's not hockey. That'd be stupid. <laughs> I'll give you. Do you want a hint? No. Okay. Or it could be a chicken. <laughs> it could be a chicken. Or an eagle. Mm-hmm. Could be any of those. Was it Eegee? Yeah. So it is not Eegee. This no way. is Spearow. Spearow. So it's like Sparrow, but a spear. Ugh. All right. On to the next one. Oh, this... come on. That's a turkey. <laughs> What'd you call it? Turkey. Turkey? Is that your guess? But it's spear, it's spear, Rio, but bigger, right? It's the next one. Evolution. It's the next, yes. This is the next evolution of Spearow, yes. That was not clear. Um, Does it follow the same Pidgeotto rules? Uh, no, but it is, the name is related to Spearow in some way. Spear, no. Sperky. <laughs> you keep going off turkey, which we have not established. You're like, like well, turkey. turkey must be sperky. It looks like it, this looks more poultry than sparrow. Okay. Um, spear. spear. It's gonna make you so mad when I tell you what it is. Damn it! I hate when it <laughs> does that. <laughs> it usually does that. Um. Spearhead. Spearhead. That's it. It is Fero. With an A? An F? Yeah. Okay. Alright, here's our next Pokemon. Rat. No, that's a snake. <laughs> it's snake backwards, right? Emax. Wait. E- wait. You're so close, but this is your this is your worst nightmare because you know how to do it, but it's your one thing you can't do, which is spell out loud. Snake E K A N E E Cans Ekans. Yeah, you got it right. Ekans. Okay. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's your first one, right? Uh, I don't know. I think it was. <laughs> that yeah. rules. 
Alright, here's the next one. Is it also backwards? Can't tell you. I can't do this. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. This is the one you can do, but it's also the one you Arbok? can't. Arbok? Yes! You've got the pronunciation right. That rules. <laughs> Look at you fucking go. You got that so fast, too. Well, some of them I know. This next one. Come on, you got this. I'm scared. It's wrong, because remember what Charman Charizard? <laughs> yeah, you don't um, want to repeat of that. That's definitely Pikachu. Yes! <laughs> you are three in a row. This is amazing. Oh, my gosh. I am, Jess, I am so proud of you. This next one is the evolution of Pikachu, so keep that in mind. Shit. Shit. This one's one of my, I love this one. It's like, it's like, because. Pizzazz. Because <laughs> he has pizzazz? Yeah. Is that your final guess? Yeah. Raichu. Here's this next one. Also, if you get stuck, I can tell you what type of Pokemon it is. Like, ground, uh -huh. water, stuff like that. He looks like a volleyball armadillo. Mm -hmm. Armad armad this is a ground type. I That means absolutely nothing to me. It's very cute. I'll give it that. Armadillo? Is that what I think it is? Yeah, armadillo. Armad armadillo. Arm What's another ground type? Uh, I don't think we. I think this is the first ground type we've encountered. So I can't. Then tell why you. would that be a useful hint for me? Because <laughs> that, that it might be ground related. The name. Armasaur. Armasaur. So, this is Sand Shrew. He's a little shrew. I got it. All right. So take what you've learned into this next one. This is the evolution of Sand Shrew. Sandy pine. Sand pine. Is that your guess? Yeah. Sand slash. Like, sometimes they're animals. Sometimes they're not. Then the evolution is something totally different. Pick pick a lane. Uh, I'm gonna warn you right now. These next six are gonna piss you off. <sighs> it's like a chipmunk, but it's a rodent. <laughs> Chipmunks are rodents. <laughs> Shut up. Um, Rodentia. Rodentia? That sounds like a disease. <laughs> and she's got it. It's a, this is a poison type. Nidoran. This is Nidoran's evolution. Um, Nitoro. Nitoro. I don't get these. Nidorina. You're kidding. Nope. I could have come up with that. <laughs> I know you could have. They should give him a tutu. Yeah, well, it's a girl. They should give her a tutu. Yeah, they should. This is the evolution of Nidorina. She's got, like, boobs. Yeah. Nidorona. <laughs> is that your final guess, Nidorona? Yeah. Nido Queen. You're kidding. <laughs> I told you they were going to piss you off. I could have thought of that. That's why I asked if it was your final guest. I wanted to give you more time. She is a queen. Yeah. All right. Here's the next one. Oh. This is one of my favorites. 
That's like um, is it like another knit thing that I'm just not gonna ever know? What? I'm gonna say like. No, it's a <laughs> whatever. Like Pepita. Pepita. Pepatina. Pepatina is the answer. Yeah. This one's named Nidoram. Hey, what's going on? This is the boy. What version. do you mean? <laughs> oh, so they're all gonna be the same? We'll see. So the first one I is Nidoran with the female sign. This one's Nidoran with the male sign. This one's so cute, though. I know they're my favorite. Here's what it evolves into, which I think you're going to like less. I'm trying to think of what the boy of Ina is. Ine? Nidorine. Nidorine? Nidorino. Yes! <laughs> she got it! Oh my god, I'm that's Italian. four! I'm so proud of you. I'm so Italian. <laughs> Nidorino. Yeah. yeah, I guess these are Italian. <laughs> this last one, he needs a moonstone to become this guy. Nido King? Yes! <laughs> That's five. You are so good at this. Thank you. I knew that they would piss you off if you'd probably guess the last two, <laughs> just based on pattern. This next one is unrelated to any of those. Fun fact, this one was almost a mascot instead of Pikachu for a Pokemon. Last minute they switched um, to Pikachu. I'm thinking it could be either... Jigglypuff or Kirby? It is neither of those. <laughs> Fuck. It's not... Nope. <laughs> Again, as we've discussed in many of our late arguments, uh, Kirby is not a Pokemon. Could be. <laughs> um, is this... A, does it evol evolution into Jigglypuff? Not related at all. They're both normal the and very but that's it. My god. Okay, so... Um... Squirrely poof. Squirrely poof. Yeah. It's Clefairy. Yeah. Okay. All right. This one is Clefairy evolves into this. These two guys are so cute. Yeah. Um. I can't think if it's the first part or the second part that changes. Clef. Angel. Is that your final guess? Yeah. You are so close. It's Clefable. Oh. So. It's cute. Yeah. This next one I think you're going to like. She's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see what she evolves into. Oh, I know this one somewhere in my brain. Do you? Yeah, I think we've talked about it. It's not Charmander. No, it's not. But it is a fire type. It's like Fox Coyote. Um, like, made up wolf, wolfette, no, <laughs> wolfette, two beautiful curls, <laughs> wolfarella, wolfarella, that's so cute, her name yeah. is Vulpix, which is a play on Vultus, which is the Latin for fox, damn, here's where it evolves into, whoa, yeah, but it has nine tails now. Instead of Lu six. Lupix. Called what? Lupix. Lupix. Is that your final guess? Yeah. It's called Nine Tails. I hate that. 
It's called Nine Tails. Yeah. One word. That fucking sucks. It is Fox still, though, apparently. And we got two more. Jayluza? Yes! <laughs> You're on okay. a roll. You got six. And here's the last one. This is what Jigglypuff evolves into. Jig... Jigmallow. <laughs> Jigmallow? Yeah, like a marshmallow? Yeah. Wiggly tough. It's wiggly tough. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kirby just looks like a Pokemon. <laughs> He's not a Pokemon. I'm comparing them. They look exactly the same. Well, this is why you can never be a writer, Jess. You don't have a you don't have a curious mind. They have the same. They both have round bodies <laughs> and blue eyes. Look, I don't have to tell and you. Little tiny shoes. They're just, they're not Pokemon. And arms that are barely arms. They have the same features. I absolutely stand by saying they could be cousins. (laughs) Well, what are you going to do? Hell yeah. Well, that brings... Who is Kirby? Who is he? (laughs) He's a little alien guy. I don't know. I think in lore, he's like a baby god. Oh, is he from Mario universe? No, he's from his own thing. Huh? He's from the Kirby games. His main villain is King DDD, a big penguin with a hammer. You're telling me you can't play as Kirby in Mario Kart? That is correct. You can play as Kirby in Super Smash Bros. And Super Smash Bros. isn't Mario? Super Smash Bros. is Nintendo and a bunch of other video games that are not Nintendo. Is Mario in that or not? Yes. So they're all in the same universe. Well, no. Because, um... Kirby's part of the Mario Super Cinematic Universe. Kirby's part of Nintendo, but like Super Smash Bros. has like characters from like Sega and Sony and like Kingdom Hearts and shit. So I'm not gonna go out there and say Goofy is part of the Nintendo Universe. But he could be. <laughs> okay, we need to move on before we fight. This is like when I said the that Tony Soprano is in the Marvel Universe. When did you say that? He could be an Avenger. <laughs> What do you mean by that? Because in She-Hulk, they're watching The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. So Tony Soprano exists in that world. Tony Soprano is a character, not as a real person. Um, I think they could find a way. Wanda can do a lot of things. Well, the guy that plays him is dead. James Gandolfini. Okay. But that would be fun if they somehow create a real-life Tony Soprano to become an Avenger. I'm not saying they should, or they are going to i'm just saying it could could have happened at some point so have you seen that thing where the sopranos mentions gilmore, gilmore girls, girls and gilmore girls mentions yeah. sopranos yeah imagine you were watching tv and someone was talking about you <laughs> i don't think that's what happens what i don't think that they recognize that they're both exist in the other universe tony's like, like wait a minute they're talking about me on this tv show that's what I'm saying, though. Like, obviously, they both did it as, like, in- independently of each other, but now they do exist in each other's universes. So imagine you were watching something you watch, and they were like, you, you catch that latest episode of the Dewey Cassidy show? No, I, I get what you're saying. I just don't think that's what happens. I think in that universe... I'm not saying I think that's what happens either. I'm saying, what if? Oh, that would be interesting. You're not, you don't love my curious mind. <laughs> All right, well, we should get to plug before we come to blows um, on, across each other's screens. Stream the Dewey Cassidy show. <laughs> on Hulu, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to plug, Jess? Like, imagine if somebody... Imagine... 
what show do you watch? Give me one. Give me one that's currently airing. Currently airing? I don't think I watch No, I guess in production. Airing. Okay, imagine watching the next next season of White Lotus and they say, Do you catch the latest episode of Birder? I barely know her. That would be crazy. Birder I barely know her is not fictional. I don't know how to reach you. <laughs> You've already reached me. I'm just arguing semantics. <laughs> You're arguing me as if I don't understand the concept. I get the concept. Then but you should be I don't, okay, I guess you just don't find it interesting. What I'm saying is that in-universe, I think they're watching a version of the Gilmore Girls where they just never bring up the Sopranos. Obviously, but I'm <laughs> What saying, are we arguing? You just won't let me have my fun. <laughs> <laughs> you keep... <laughs> Why do you need to tell me that it, like, what is a fact when I'm just trying to have a little hypothetical existential moment all right you know what going forward i'm not gonna clip your wings you can fly as high as you want thank you no problem that would just be crazy (laughs) do you have anything to plug no (laughs) great uh once again i'm going to plug this podcast so up top we mentioned some reviews if you like this podcast rate and review us on itunes apple or spotify again we're finally starting to show up on the searches when you search birding in either of those platforms so the more you like us subscribe the more you rate and review the more we pop up on there and i think in the spirit of hanukkah not only should you follow us on spotify you should share us with your eight closest friends send a little link out there one every night i guess you have to do it retroactively since we're well into hanukkah at this point but uh yeah yeah it's gonna be over by the time no, that's not true. Yeah, but it'll two days left. Yeah, it, it's gonna be. It's Hanukkah's almost over, so get on it. Share us with your closest, your eight closest friends who you think would like the podcast, uh, or your eight closest enemies who think you'd like the podcast. We don't care as long as that Spotify subscriber number goes up. So, that's about it. Well, Jess, thank you for sharing your time with me. I'm glad we got to learn about night jars. Thanks for teaching me. Of course, I'm gonna leave everybody with that. <laughs>